Willkommen, meine Damen und Herren, zu einer weiteren Folge des 3P-Podcasts. Der einen Sieger transatlantisch CFL-Podcast. Ich, Zirok und Irhem lieben und wir sind Barrett. For those of you that don't speak German, what I just said so eloquently and with a hint of a Bavarian accent, I might add, was welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the 3P podcast. The only transatlantic CFL podcast is back in your lives, and we are ready to roll. This week it is myself, John, it is Matt, it is Tyler. Say hello, guys. Hello, guys. Auf Wiedersehen. Oh, wait. Tyler. That's That's goodbye. Is joining us. From Munich, Germany. He's actually in <laughs> Hamburg. Oh, sorry, he's in Hamburg. I'm actually in Tyler, Holstein, where are you right now? Holstein Kiel. Where um, are you right now, Tyler? That's where the cows are made. Uh, I just yes. got home from a, from a rave in East Berlin and um, <laughs> ready to roll. I saw some real weird shit. Good. And as the only transatlantic CFL podcast, we will be bringing you. A recap of week 11. We'll be bringing you some preds of week 12, some fantasy talk. We'll be talking our top five healthy quarterbacks in the CFL. Um, and then just whatever else suits us. Uh, so let's just jump right into it. Let's talk Edmonton, Ottawa. Let's talk Edmonton and Ottawa. The Elks get a dominant 30-12 to win. At one point, the Ottawa Red Blacks led 12-3. to and the mighty Edmonton Elks went on a 27 to nothing run. <laughs> Much like Thanos traversing the galaxy to collect the Infinity Stones, the Elks add yet another Eastern foe to their Infinity Gauntlet. Undefeated against the East this, East this season, uh, it brings their record to 3-7. and seven. Uh, They will have to wait until Week 19 to face the Argos and see if they can capture the final Eastern Stone. But I have to think it'll happen because the Elks are inevitable. And that's all I really have to say about this game. It was a game between two of the worst teams in the CFL. And the Elks just so happened to dominate. Uh, Definitely one of their better performances of the year. Uh, Defensively, obviously, they pitched a shutout in the second half really strong. Um, They had a few good performances. Uh, Ante Milanovic-Litra played well. Uh, Kenny Lawler is a freak. And I think Cornelius maybe had one of his better games of the year. Uh, but let's not get too crazy. It was against Ottawa, uh, who was playing very poorly. They didn't put in Nick Arbuckle till late in the fourth quarter, about the six-minute mark. Um, and not good. I don't have too much to get into about this. Uh, it wasn't a great showing by the Red Blacks, is all I'll say. Um, but good news, Ottawa, you know, they'll break your heart, but they'll suck you back in. After this game, the Ottawa Red Blacks did re-sign CFL Special Teams Player of the Year from 2021, Devontae Dedman. And so that uh, kind of excites me a little bit. But that's all I have to say about anything. Yeah, a little spoiler there, but I was so pissed when I saw the Dedman news. Why? Because I he, doesn't picked, deserve, he doesn't deserve this garbage. Because I picked Ottawa to win like three times, and, and they haven't. And I was like, okay, this is it. If, they can, if they're, they're going to lose 30 to 12 to the Elks, I am out of Completely yes. on Ottawa. Suck you back. And then, see, I'm waiting them. I'm waiting for them to also bring back Deontay Spencer. Um, 
course, he hasn't played with them since uh, 2019, I think, 2018. Uh, but if they bring back both of them, that would just be insane. Uh, so I've got two questions. One for you, John, and yes. one for you, Tyler. Okay. All right, John, we're going to start with you. Thank you. What does it take to get Nick Arbuckle the starting job? I think he has to completely change his personality because I think it's clear that people just hate him. <laughs> that is that it? No, that's not it, but that's the only logical reason I can come up with. There is no reason why Nick Arbuckle was on the bench until the fourth quarter of this game. Uh, Caleb Evans was pretty, pretty dang bad um, in this one. Uh, he rushed yeah. the ball well, so that was cool. Did. But, I mean, dude, he just could get nothing going through the air. Um, and the Elks sure gave them chances in the first quarter, uh, first half. But, yeah, nothing happening. Um, so, what I, I think, well, Arbuckle is the starter. Spoiler, that's been announced. He's going oh, to be the starter. tweeted out. Yes. Um, okay. Now, what is it going to take for him to be the long, long-term starter? I don't know. I don't. I can't imagine he's playing with that much confidence. Um, I don't think there's been much faith put in him, and it's not like he came in and put on a great show when he did come in. You know, he was seven for thirteen, eighty-five yards, but at least he did. At least, I mean, what are you going to do? You're down. You're down double digits deep in yeah. the fourth. Um, but he's going to get his shot uh, against a, an Edmonton team he knows well. So hopefully. Um, he's able to put something together for Ottawa this upcoming week. Uh, but yeah, he will be the starter, so that's all I have to say. Okay. Now for you, Tyler. What's it going to take to get you to go from a Fire Dave Dickinson guy to a Fire Paula Police guy? It's a great not, question. Not very much. If Ottawa if Ottawa wins less than less than four games this season, he should be gone. Yeah. I think that's I think that anything less than four games is now the, the mark for them. That would require them to go uh, three and three the rest of the way, three and four the rest of the way. Three and they, four. They they need to win at least three games over the to to, to justify uh, him staying in his position. Um, it's crazy that I'm saying a team needs to go basically sub five hundred to to justify somebody's job, but. We were so hyped. Ottawa's social media team made us believe. This They're a great social media team. Made us believe this offseason that Ottawa was going to be good. And then the first two weeks of the season, when we when we saw them play Winnipeg close, we thought, wow, this is an anomaly. You know, Winnipeg doesn't usually play Ottawa this close. And it's like, wait, actually, Winnipeg plays everyone this close. Uh, <laughs> so that, that was a Well, complete... but then in week four, 34, they lost, but 34-31 again, BC, against yeah, the BC. B, the BC game, these are, They again, really did trick us. We, I, think, we I, think they, I think they actually believed their own hype at the beginning, and then when they just didn't get well, the dub. Remember we released our first power... It's, it's a Masoli. It's a Masoli. Yeah, it is. When we released factor. our first power rankings, I remember I put them dead last because they had barely won last year, and they hadn't won this year. And I got kind of chided on this pod for putting them dead last in the power rankings, but I think I was spot on. Like, they're just a loser. Why do we keep having this? Because they lost close to Winnipeg and BC. They had played three games. Power rankings aren't predictions of how they're going to (laughs) do. I don't know. I'm with you. 
Yeah, they, <laughs> they broke. Paul, that's why they broke. I, I don't. They broke I don't heart. No, they're not any good. But that being I said, I don't, I don't think I don't think they win at least three of their their, their games in the remainder of the no. season. So in that in that sense, I am Paul up. They do get to play Eastern opponents, which you know, that'll be nice for them. It, the Toronto loss to Ottawa looks more unforgivable. Oh, Toronto pass, is every passing. Week. I, I yeah, we'll talk more about them, but I just simply do not trust them at all. <laughs> Because they don't go in the end zone whatsoever. That's ever. Duh. it's that's the reason they do not score touchdowns. We'll get to that later. Let's move on, Matt. Somberly and with respect, with respect, talk to us about BC at Saskatchewan. Well, judging by the scoreboard, you would think that this was a, a pretty poor outing from the Saskatchewan Roughriders, and I think that's true. But I really think that. Uh, <laughs> They really got some things going on offense, and I'm excited for the rematch coming up this week. Um, we got Justin McInnes, Jamal Morrow, Duke Williams, all had tremendous games, and I can't wait to see what they can do against BC this week um, going over to BC Place. And obviously we got to talk about our guy Nathan Rourke, another stellar game. Um, this guy cannot be stopped. And when he comes home yes. to the hometown fans, I foresee him putting up – an easy 400. Yes, what would you guys Laugh think about <laughs> I mean, it's it's midway through the CFL season, so all of our favorite players and stars are, are injured. It's the, wor- it's the worst <laughs> thing that has ever happened to the CFL. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like It is the worst thing ever. Uh, for some people but, may get this reference. I know, <laughs> I know our Cole Boilo, who I know will be listening, will get this reference. Uh, as a Portland Trailblazers fan, Yusuf Nurkic, Nurkic, our starting center, once had a really bad leg break. And then watching him every game after that, once he became healthy, jumping, I just would hold my breath. <laughs> that was me <laughs> watching Nathan Rourke play the Saskatchewan Rough Riders this week. Holding my breath every time he dropped back. I just didn't want anything bad to happen. I just didn't want anything bad to happen. And you can't protect people in football no matter how hard you try no if if this so i i truly hope truly truly hope this doesn't derail any momentum he had to the nfl um i know it's gonna hurt it but i i I do a little bit i think i hope it does in the cfl no i think tyler cast a little voodoo on him i think yeah tyler might have said some bad juju his way tyler's a fucking hater i think i I think it would not i don't know but don't want to say selfishly. you were pretty adamant about not wanting him to leave. If this is how his CFL tenure ends, I will I will fight somebody, and it will probably be my own my own self in my own head night after night. <laughs> can, can I say something real quick? No, absolutely not. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, okay. Uh... <laughs> The Saskatchewan Rough Riders are the worst five and five team in the history of the CFL. Bar none. They're bad. They're they bad. are bad. I'm Cody out. I'm sorry. This is yeah. He's got to be done. I'm, I'm Cody out. He needs to go. It's time. It's time. It's the, the experiment is over. I, I mean, I really thank Cody for for 2019. What a season. Uh, but this is a mess, and it can't it can't be allowed to continue further. Um, Mason Fine played great when he came in in my opinion, yeah for what was expected. 16 to 26 really good yeah <laughs> easy there and, and he, wait that's pretty he started very hot 
Let, he had the he, same when, completion percentage as Cody Fajardo, so let's not. <laughs> no, 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 no. But I, I, I hear where you're coming from. But the from, ball was pushed down the field. When like, I, when I texted, texted the group, which was after that first drive, and I think he went like five and six. He was just playing really well. Um, yeah, uh, going sixteen for twenty six with a TD and an interception. It's not great. Um, Justin McInnes is his boy. You might somebody might have to put a late late flyer in the season on Justin McInnes uh, for fantasy because I think that if, if he's gonna if he's got this connection with them because they, you know uh, they they probably practice a lot together because they're not probably with the number ones all the time. Uh, Justin McInnes is, is, is maybe a, a sleeper for the rest of the season in fantasy. But either way, the, the Riders defense, hurt. The, yes. the ride, the riders, yeah, that was the the joke leading the joke in that, that we've got Justin McInnes, Duke Williams, and Jamal Morrow. Uh, the three leading receivers from last game are not uh, practicing. This hey, week but so far. Kyron Moore tweeted that he's back. So <laughs> true, and Shaq <laughs> Evans might be back. That's uh, true. So things are looking up. No, as... see, all right. Here's the thing: because Tyler is totally right. They are the worst five and five team. But aren't they? Are they the only five and five team? They're the in worst the five and five team ever. Oh, in the history of the CFL. Okay, I got you. But yeah. all they have to do is be the third best team in the East. That's true. And they are going to have an infinitely easier playoff run. The Elks are on their ass now. Dude, this is true. But, I mean, the Elks have to beat somebody in the... They have not beaten a Western opponent, I think, in 14 games. (sighs) Which is not good. Which is not good. So I think Skatch... As crappy as they look, and I feel for Cody. I think his injury is really bad. So I injuries, I fully, ribs, yeah, he's shoulder, totally beaten he, up. He, he, which, he... which, okay, has somebody on this pod been calling for Cody to be more um, risk averse? You dude, you've been you've been ringing this bell for it's for a while now. So he's, he's done this up. to himself. Yeah, he has beat up his own body. Well, but, but I think it's that was also his his strength. Was not that he was a kamikaze, you know. It's yes. not his strength. Was not that he was a devil man care guy. His he strength was that just he, a little bit. He could make those yes. plays, yes. and I mean, let's not discount the offensive line, the Saskatchewan offensive line. Um, but I don't know. I, I think you could have. <laughs> I think you could give this guy ten Mississippi, and he's still going to drop it five yards short. Oh, uh, that is so harsh. So harsh, but it's so it's so true. And what I mean, that that was too mean. That I might edit out. That was just so mean. But it's it's just all it is, and and it's unfortunate. But it's like it's up to Duke Williams to reach behind himself, and and a lot of times Cody gets lucky because the uh, defenders aren't looking, and they'll run past the uh, receiver who turns around to catch the ball, and so that's actually worked out pretty well for him. But if I no, it's just if I could knock just, if I could knock the Saskatchewan defense for a moment, I had thought this I had thought this season they were gonna be racking up sacks and hits on the quarterback. And just whether it's injuries or just, you know They are. I mean they're one sack they're, this game one sack this game. I'm just They're I'm not putting sure up I'm, the num they're not putting up the numbers I thought they would. And also the second well, they are first in the CFL in sacks, by the way, by light by by seven. Oh, are they? Yeah, no, they are doing that. BC's really good. I don't feel like we should judge the Saskatchewan <laughs> defense against this team. 
No, I mean, the, the receivers just shredded them, but yes. They're the best receiving core in the CFL by yeah. eons. Lucky Whitehead <laughs> 8. Also, yeah. also we, we, need to, we need to talk. I hate that we have to talk about him, but we have to talk about Marino. It's just, he needs to be oh, out, out. Dude out, is an out, absolute out. thug. What an absolute piece of garbage. Get him off the, get him off the team. I'm so done first, with this rider. I'm just done with this rider's team. First play of the game. First play from scrimmage. <laughs> he tries to decapitate Lucky Whitehead. And that later in the drive, he takes a cheap shot at a center on a dead play. He sucks. The dude sucks. And if you like him, you suck as well. So, Craig Dickinson. If you're a Riders GTFO. fan, if you're a Riders fan who who be embarrassed of Marino, you, you get out. Just leave, please. Go watch something else. I don't. I don't know that anyone wants him. Somebody wants him because he's still on the team. <laughs> I mean, it's like. He's got a contract. I guess they could bench him, but they should. They his, should the the, the final straw him. for me was when he said that he would love to apologize to Jeremiah Masoli, but he has not gotten the opportunity. Yes, and that was like, all right, this guy is an asshole. And that's why I feel I feel similarly <laughs> with um, you know dating supermodels, driving fast cars making a lot of money, all things I would love to do. I simply have not got had the opportunity to do so yet. <laughs> uh, how long is work out for? Have we got a timetable yet? So, he, I they're going to be, they're going to be cautious. not out for the rest of the season. They're going to be cautious because they're eight and one. I would be, no, but this no, is I, an injury yeah. that like, so for Matt Corral, who's a rookie quarterback on the Carolina Panthers, he had a, an injury, a Liz Frank injury, and he's done for the season. So this is a season-ending surgery in a lot, or season-ending injury in a lot of cases. Now, it's weird that Rourke's an optimist, and he said, you know, his do- the doctors have said they've seen athletes come back in two months from this. So sure, that can happen, but I think the expectation is that he's done for the year. My expectation is that. Michael O'Connor, yeah, welcome agree. to welcome to the show. Yeah, we'll t- we let's think- let's move on because we'll yeah. talk more about what BC and Sketch are going to do forward, do going forward because they play again in Week Twelve. So we'll talk more about this uh, in Preds. But let's move on, Tyler, and talk to us Hamilton at Montreal. Game of the week, not so far, but just game of the week. Um, Trevor Harris. The story of this game for me is Trevor Harris finally gets it done and plays well and breaks John's heart. Um, he did break the heart. He played great. Gino Lewis, a balled out again. Uh, this was an awesome game, one of the better games this season um, against two teams that I really think don't enjoy each other too much. Tim White was an absolute monster of a game. Um, Glad I started him. Thank you. Matt, Matthew, this was actually like a, probably the best. Okay, I'm going to say this right now. This was the best game. Like, caliber of play from two eastern teams playing a game together all season um both quarterbacks played well just a clean game across the board um yeah and honestly yeah with the caliber of of uh qb play this year it's it's insane that trevor harris is a well now sorry the start of the season as a backup quarterback and I, i i know he's had his struggles but he has always had this in him, and I think he's a he's a solid guy under center. Um, yeah, it's just it's just kind of crazy that he started the season as VA's backup. 
has Montreal turned a corner? I and mean, we have to talk about that. They won two in a row. The East, they're yeah, four and six now. I don't know. Has Montreal has Montreal turned the corner? I feel like Montreal might have turned the corner. I don't. I don't. I I have positive vibes around the Montreal. There's a legitimate possibility. I don't know. Um, Giving up 28 to the Tiger Cats and Walter Fletcher running for 28 is not the... I was going to say, the run game is still sus. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not a championship caliber right now. I, w- I will say, the, the, penal- the penalties too. It's 13 for 176. Yikes. Uh, why does Kahari yeah, so Jones, I think why does Kahari Jones keep doing this today? Not Kahari Jones' fault, obviously. What? I think do we definitively have an answer on were the penalties Kahari Jones' fault? I think we could say that they okay. were not. Yeah. Now are they Danny Machoch's fault? Well what's the common denominator here? The it's not Kahari Jones. No, it's Danny Machocha. Yeah, he's the he, You got rid of the one guy and it continued. Discipline. Yeah discipline no i think this i'm unfortunately i missed this one live because i was out going quadruple bogey triple bogey back-to-back holes and just crying uh but when i saw that the alouettes had gotten this done i was obviously furious as tyler was the only one who had picked them and i was so we were so close to tyler looking at a one in three week which would have been great but (laughs) Fortunately, he pulled it out and got himself a two and two week. Yeah, I mean, uh, th- this this was uh, listen, Montreal finally. I, I think I feel like they got some just desserts with the game winning field goal after the the Toronto yeah disaster week one. So you know, a little little bit of comeuppance there. I mean, Toronto if they or excuse me, if Montreal had uh, had that that gap in the first week hadn't happened. They'd be sitting here five and five in the East. I mean, yeah. I, I'm just saying. I, I think we're maybe have overhated. I've overhated on Montreal, but I think they're turned a corner. I think. Uh, I think I'll be, uh, you know, against East opponents this at least for the rest of the season. I, when I see Montreal, and I'm probably going to be picking Montreal unless they start playing otherwise. I, I really, uh, I don't have any comp, really too much confidence in any of the teams. Hamilton's defense is terrible. <laughs> Terrible, terrible, terrible. It's bad. Hamilton really bad. I thought it bad. would be a lot better than this. I really did think. I really thought so too. They it made a bunch of signings in the offseason. A lot of hype around the defense. It re-signed Simone. Like you really thought this would. But it's bad. It's really bad. Um, and they just got. They just got gashed. I mean, I would say the there's we're receiver deep in the CFL this season. We're not quarterback deep, but there are a lot of great receivers in the CFL this season. Um, you know, Montreal's receiving core isn't probably even a top three or maybe it's the top three maybe it's the third with gino reggie white julian grant i mean phil pot i mean weineke weineke has done nothing this season and there's still a good receiving core if he uh, can come along no i i agree though in your assessment that i think i i don't know i i i, I yeah winnipeg is or sorry um, montreal is probably the best bet in the east right now um but they're not so still wild. not a good bet <laughs> yeah I have Still to. I have to. Uh, I have to say, like on my previous statement, at the end of the season, we need like a help wanted sign outside all of the CFL for quarterbacks because yeah. I feel well, like that's... the receiver, the receivers don't deserve the shitty quarterback play they've gotten from many teams this year. Um, this yeah. game, not not included in that because the quarterback play was was pretty good. Uh, but yeah, just an apology to all the CFL receivers who are often open. Uh, 
and working hard and CFL quarterback are, are not giving them the. All right, you start that. You message the quarterbacks yourself, and you can start that campaign. Is this bad? The, the, the league needs better quarterback play across the board. It does. It it really does. This is a, a this is a problem. Yes. Wow. When, especially when we're starting to uh, negotiate a contract. It's like, speaking oh, you're, of, all your quarterbacks are injured or suck. Speaking of good quarterback play, Calgary played Toronto this weekend. Can oh. I get a can I get a some props here? I was a little late or a little early rather, but can I get some props for my pred? What'd you say? I knew that Jake Mayer would start for the Calgary St. Oh, Peters this you year. Ruined my bit, Matt. <laughs> I was going to say that the story of the game was the Calgary defense. And I was going to list off a bunch of defensive stats, and I would say, I think that's the only important thing that happened this game. Let's move on. But, yes, what? Jake Mayer did take over for Bo Levi Mitchell. Matt predded it, and we are looking at a full-blown QB controversy in Calgary. Well, yeah, we, I don't we think it's a controversy. Oh, it is a controversy. I do not believe this is a controversy. No, 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 no. It's a controversy. Niche, niche. Yes, it is. Niche, niche. Yes, Matt, Matt, I Matt, th- and I, Matt and I both had good Preds. I actually almost went to Toronto on this pick if you listen back to the Preds because I thought that they maybe would sneak this one. They almost did. They really almost did. They this really was a bad did. game out of Bo. But I don't I, – I don't, here's why I don't think it's a controversy. I think that Bo is ready to get back in. And I would, you know, I would take Bo over – who, who, which QB would you not take Bo over in the CFL right now? In the Jake CFL, Mayer. right? Well, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get, we'll get, maybe, maybe Jake Mayer. <laughs> we'll get to that at the end of the show. Zach, Zach Caleros. Well, yeah, I guess we're getting into it. Yes. But, um, Bo is still a, still ready to go. So I think he is, in my opinion, still a top five healthy quarterback. Absolutely. In the CFL. And so I think this, you know, Jake gets his time to shine. Yep. Um, but I, I don't think there's any controversy in terms of, you know, one or the other. Jake get, Jake get, has the leash now until he has a 250 yard, three interception game, or until he really starts fouling up, it's his team. And then Bo is ready to step back in. And, and ultimately this is the plan, right? Bo was going to retire after the season or after the next season and Jake was going to step up. It just happened eight games, ten games early. I just think that, as you noted too, you alluded to the leash on Jake Mayer. I'm interested to see how Dickinson plays that. Um, Mayer is expected to start this upcoming week, so we're going to see him from the get. But, yeah, I mean, if he comes out and he's struggling in the first half and they're down, you know, two scores uh, to Winnipeg, is that – do we see him get pulled right there? Um, or do we – I would prefer, if I'm the coach, I just say this is Jake's game. We have to see what Jake has. We have to give him four quarters, and we can't allow him to be, you know, looking over his shoulder all game. Uh, but I don't know how they're going to play it. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I agree. They should give him the whole game. They need to give him the entire game. They have to give him the whole game, in my opinion. I think th- I also think that there is got to be some. Cons- I, I don't know how if if Jake didn't play this season or didn't start at all, and Bo is kind of playing this ho hum like you know. No, Jake is starting this week. 
I, I know, but I'm saying, you know, if look, looking forward, if we got to the end of the season and, and Jake didn't Jake play, yeah, Jake, he'd be he'd yeah. be demanding a trade um, or demanding out of Calgary. I think I think he he signed the with the with the sort of expectation that if Bo didn't play up to up to snuff, that that he would get his shot. So, um, Jake Mayer, CFL starting quarterback. Yes. So, a little put because I agree. There's obviously. Cal, or Bo Levi Mitchell has not been playing up to snuff. But I do think to, it, it's incredibly hard to bench a quarterback when you're 6-3. and three. That's yes. a really good record, and your only three losses are to the two best teams by miles in the CFL in Winnipeg and BC. So I can understand why Calgary was slow to make this move, even though Bo has had multiple games where he's struggled. Um, I mean, you're winning. You just go with the guy. Um, but last that second half last week against BC was abysmal. And then you have this showing against Toronto. I, I get that it's happening now, but I, I don't blame Dickinson for being a little slow on the trigger in this case. And I don't. Th- and I say that I don't think Mayer has been sitting there stewing over the past few weeks. I mean, I think he gets it. If you're winning, you're going to go with the guy who keeps quarterbacking you in these wins. Uh, yeah, I think Jake is still making 300-some-odd. Oh, I don't think he's making that much. I if he's making he... that much as a backup, I would be absolutely freaking shocked. Well, he has to. He, would, he Right? Didn't he just sign a new contract? He did. Yes. He... Yeah, they would. Ha- everyone else would, you know... If... Nathan and Co- like Cody's getting paid like 400 500. Oh, there's n- there's no way Jake is, is not signed, getting paid. No, 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 he signed a one-year extension worth up to uh, 120,000 in What a steal. That yeah, is just an absolute 60, 60 of that bargain basement. 60 of that is so let's see. No, but so just, it's but just but just 120,000 in straight cash. And yeah. then he also has a sixty thousand dollar playing time bonus. Um, so listen, they 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 needed to play him because I think there's also some concern that, like I said, if he doesn't play at all, according he, to Three Down Nation. So thank one, you for the one year guys. one year extension. So I mean, yeah. he could he could walk at the end of the season, and you don't want him to. He, he's the younger guy. He's the yeah. future. You don't want the future to walk away, and then you got to figure out what do we do. Then you're back to square one. And you watch him go off to some other team. Yeah. To to I don't know to Skatch or to, because uh, because they'll gladly take him after the season. So Calgary's doing the right thing here, I think, for the present and and for the future. I agree, and the good thing is we get to see him play finally uh, one of the best defenses in the league in his first start of the season. <laughs> Love so, it. Love tough. it. This will be a good one. This will be a good one. Let's talk league leaders really quick before we get into Week Twelve Preds Who's league leaders. Leading the league. If you're sipping on something. To drown your Nathan Rourke sorrows. Now's a good time to pour one out for our boy. Still the league leader in passing yards with 3,281 Nathan Rourke. I think he's like 700 yards above the person in second place. Uh, so he may hold that for a few more weeks. And we go to rushing yards. Now pour one out for Jamal Morrow. <laughs> Still the league leader in rushing yards. 561. Uh, Brady Oliveira right on his back. Or right on his uh, heels though. So. Probably Back get past this week. Gino Lewis, a healthy person, knock on wood, 
is the league leader in receiving yards with 849. And then in the sack department, Pete Robertson and Lorenzo Malden were tied going into the week. They both got a sack over the weekend, so they're tied coming out with eight apiece. And so now we get in to Preds. If we consult our trusty Preds result book, Tyler is leading the Preds. He had a actually a three and one week last week, pretty solid. And he's sitting at twenty nine and fourteen. It's not bad, so Tyler. You will go first. I, who is sitting at twenty seven and sixteen, will go second. And Matt, who is at uh, oh Matt, Matt had a two and two week. He's at twenty three and twenty. Or sorry, twenty three and nineteen. You will go third. Okay, that's fine. Tyler, Calgary at Winnipeg. Who do you have? It's oh, a tough one. This is the tough one. It is picking, tough. Picking game of the week. Game, game. And it's one of those things where it's like if Calgary wins, it's like game of the year so far material. But uh, it's only if they win. Um, this is the. Oh boy, I really wish I didn't have to go first on this one just because I'm not sure. Um, I can go. I'm sure. No, 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 no. You don't, you don't pick against Winnipeg. That's right. You just don't do it. So that that means I'm taking Calgary. Yes. Wow. Give Hell me any yeah. any reason or just for uh, the the, the mayor the mayor the, the mayor bump. I think it's the you've been talking about them all week. The, Cal- the, Cal- the Calgary the Calgary defense is also uh, you know played really well last week. Um, yeah, just give me Cal- give me the Jake Mayer bump Calgary. I think Cal- I think if you're the I think these guys are in practice enough to know that Jake Mayer's sick, and so I think the I think the the offensive the offensive players are are going to be up for this one. They're going to take it to Winnipeg. Calgary's got to win one of these games against Winnipeg or BC eventually, and this is going to be the one. Give me Tough. Calgary. Let's fucking go, Jake. Tough. I don't see it that way. I Good. think Winnipeg wins this one. <laughs> I think they're coming off a bye. They had a they had a bad loss the week before that. So you have another um, bad loss. And I think they, they get the job done. I think you're playing, uh, you know, this is a guy making his first start of the season. Um... So he's so he's fresh. You're rest. Well, so are the bombers. They're coming off a bye. They're rested. Uh, they're angry, and they're they they see now with this Rourke injury that it's time to cement themselves in first place and get going. So I think Winnipeg gets the job done. Well, I, it has not worked out for me, but I'm going to continue my. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go in shock. Winnipeg is. The better team, they have the better record, and they have a quarterback who has started more than uh, three games in the CFL. That's a good. That's a good reasoning. Let's move to Hamilton at Toronto. Oh, fuck this okay. game! Oh, They've split the season series so far, <laughs> both coming off losses, and this is truly—I'm sure you all agree—really picking the lesser of two evils. But as Tyler said to the last episode, Toronto doesn't score touchdowns. They have the few. They've only scored twelve offensive touchdowns this year. That's the fewest in the CFL. Boris Beattie has attempted the second most field goals this year. They're just settling, and I just simply don't trust them. Uh, 
so I mean, when they first played, I was so confident in Toronto. I, I picked Toronto the first two times these guys played. I was confident, but I've just soured on them. I just don't trust them. So I, I think Hamilton gets the job done. I don't know about this one. I think I want to say Toronto because I feel like they are the better team. But I think the Andrew Harris, even though A.J. Ouellette played really well, I think that was a fluke. But that's hard to say that it's a fluke because he did it against Calgary. But I think that was because... MBT is not confident with the deep ball, so he mostly just threw like short check down stuff. And then Willette was there to to pick those up. I am going to say, based on last week's uh, efforts, that, that Hamilton is currently the better team, and I will be picking the Tiger Cats. Okay. Tyler. I'm going with the Toronto Argonauts. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is spicy. De- this uh, could de- break the whole the deep the defense open. the defense despite the offense uh, sabotaging it. The defense is still very good in Toronto. Yeah. I think I think Hamilton and the one thing that made Hamilton Montreal a good game is that both teams have dog shit secondaries. Like they're the t- like potentially two of the worst secondaries in the CFL. I'll actually stand by that. The the when when Hamilton and Montreal play, those are the two worst secondaries in the CFL on the field. Um, the Toronto Argonauts do not have a bad secondary. They have a very good secondary. I do not think Matthew Schultz is going to throw for over 300 yards again against the Toronto Argonauts. And I think Toronto will score 24 points, which is enough to beat Hamilton. Okay. It's fair. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's great reasoning. It's good. That's solid. Let's talk Saskatchewan at BC. Matt. Um, yeah, I'm going to take BC. Not only do I think they're the better team, but Sketch is going up against the exact same defense. So, <laughs> yes. uh, the and they have fewer players. They have, they have less, fewer good players. You mean right, Ky- so the, Ky- Kyron Moore's back and Shaq Levens is back? We're, we're back. Baby. Yeah, we're back. So the the challenge for the BC offense is to score 11 points, and I think even with <laughs> Even with um, Michael O'Connor, who I think everyone's been pretty hot on. Marshall Ferguson has made the radio tour and TV tour telling everyone how good um, O'Connor is. And I'm you know, happy to, to take Marshall as word for it. Um, and especially when you're throwing to who he's throwing to. Mm-hmm. I, he, I think they can score 11 points on, yeah. uh, on Friday. Well, I'm definitely not taking the worst five and five team in the history of the CFL. So I'll go with the BC Lions. So I'm going BC as well. Number one reason for me is because I've seen BC game plan getting the ball, get making a young starter feel comfortable in his first games. Right, like we saw that with Rourke in game one this season against Edmonton. A lot of quick passes. A lot of passes to the running back, getting James Butler a lot of carries. And it makes the game easier for a quarterback who doesn't have a lot of experience. So they know how to do that. So I think they do that with O'Connor, and they get the job done. That's my belief. And finally. Good belief. Ottawa at Edmonton. 
this, this week. Oh, this is I the tough start. one, too. I will start. Oh, God. We're going to have a little history lesson here, guys. <laughs> is it a one-week-old history lesson? <laughs> October 12th, 2019. Truth Hurts <laughs> by Lizzo. Number one song on the Billboard charts. Number one movie? God, that was a long Joker. time ago. Joker. Gosh, that and was And we were just seven ago. short weeks away from the first reported case of the coronavirus. Oh, wow. Something else happened that day that has not happened since. The Edmonton Eskimos, as they were called at the time, won a football game at Commonwealth Stadium. They defeated the BC Lions by a score of 19-6. to You'll love this, Tyler. Shaq Cooper ran for 94 yards <laughs> in the touchdown. Of course he did. Greg Ellingson had 133 Are you serious? Yards. That stat is nuts. It was beautiful. <laughs> and on Saturday, August 27, 2022, the Elks will win a home game again. It's happening. Elks win. Those poor fans. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I guess I'll go. Um, you can't pick Ottawa. Come on. I, I'm not, I... I'm not, I'm not going to. Elks. I'm going to choose the Elks. Elks. I will. I will add a pred one A, which is I think Deadman will score a special teams touchdown. If he score, if he He's definitely in, going can, to. If he comes can, in on one, can week we of talk practice. about Cavante Turpin for a sec? My word. I w- how did he not, how did the he man's not, a menace. How did he not find his way to the CFL? That that if he had been in the CFL, he would have been the MVP of the league. Cavante Turpin. Uh, they don't allow people who have. Uh, domestic abuse history to sign contracts. I thought that I thought that whole thing was like squashed in court. Like it, it actually, he actually never got charged with anything. Like it was. I don't. I'm. No, I don't think they they don't mess with that. To my understanding. Okay, well, I'm just saying that it happened like six years ago, and I don't. No, I'm I'm not arguing for or against him. I'm just saying that's the reason he probably didn't make it to the CFL. Oh, okay, but he can play in the NFL. That's interesting. Um, Roger Goodell. Well, the NFL has no morals. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good point. <laughs> Uh, that being said, it's it's. Well, I like to play in the NFL. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's who soul, you taking, it's Tyler? A soulless league. <laughs> Between these two dumpster fires organizations, I will take the Edmonton Elks. Uh, yes. They are undefeated against the East, as John has already pointed out, and I, I am not picking Ottawa for the rest of the season. I'm done. Oh. I'm, I'm done with Ottawa. What if Arbuckle throws for like what if, okay, well, if you're 403 not gonna, if, touchdowns? If, if you're not going to take them in this game, you know what I mean? No. Like, then when no, would you take them? Right? Probably when they play Toronto next. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Um, All right. I think we're so, wow, we get, this, this could be a real sweet. this could be a real shake it up. Do, do we have Peter's spreads yet? Of course we don't. Probably. No. Peter's too busy partying to to text to text four to text four things. Well, I'll ask. Him. We like, did we'll not get... ask him for his. Yeah, we actually didn't ask him. Which you know, <laughs> can't expect him to just throw him in there. <laughs> Peter's so, Tyler, Peter. you've got Calgary, you've got Toronto. Yeah, so we're we're split. This could be a big one. This could be the week. This could be the week that pushes me way in front, or the pack the pack leaps me. <laughs> I do love your confidence. Every time you look at split picks, you're like, "Oh, this is the week I pull away." <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen. No week. one's. No one's. No. I've. I've been in first for like. I don't know. Like six I know, seven, but you. You weeks. said last week. Well, you're I mean, like, like you're like. If I win this, I think it's weeks. over. <laughs> or two weeks ago, you're like, yeah. If I win this one, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're like looking at maybe pulling three ahead. 
If Calgary uh, could finish some of these games that they've lost, then I would be. True. Yeah, well, if a bird yes. had wings on a frog, quickly, then. Quickly, before we get into a little bit of fantasy talk, we promised you we were going to talk about who we believe are the five best starting quarterbacks that are currently healthy and available in the CFL. For a little bit of background, tell me if I'm missing any, but I don't believe I am. I think there are currently four week one starters who are dealing with injuries or have missed games due to injuries. That is Vernon Adams, Nathan Rourke, Cody Fajardo, and Dane Evans. Is that correct? Jeremiah Masoli. Jeremiah Masoli, geez. Yeah, Jeremiah Masoli, five. So it's over 50%. As we know, quarterbacks in the CFL get hurt. It's unfortunate. But now we'll talk about who the best healthy ones are. Um, how do we want to do this, guys? Do we want to just give go give five everybody give their five, five and then discuss? Yeah, let's, let's do that. Yeah, okay. let's just knock off five, five to one for each of us. All right. My top five from fifth to first is Jake Merritt, number five, Bo Levi Mitchell, number four, McLeod Bethel Thompson, number three, Trevor Harris, number two, 8,000 miles, and then Zach Caleros. <laughs> That's fair. Does Dane count as He's healthy? not healthy. He's still hurt. Is he still hurt? He's coming back. I think he I think he maybe just got back to practice, but he's still yeah. knocked, knocked him back. Okay. Should I go? Uh, all right. So I think what we're looking at is five Nick Arbuckle, four Jake Mayer, three Bo Levi, two Trevor Harris, one Zach Caleros. You left MBT off the top five? Wow. That's surprising. Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Put that, I, the, I, put that in the soundbite. <laughs> put that in the soundbite and just. I yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like, no, he doesn't score touch. He doesn't. Throw he doesn't score, 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 score touchdowns. He's not even that great of a running quarterback. I think he's like six or seven. Oh, that's harsh, though, man. That's harsh. You know but, what? I am actually gonna drop Nick and put in Cody. Oh, why he's hurt? <laughs> Is he? Is Cody, yes. Cody counts as hurt? He's yes. not a healthy quarterback. The man's got one leg. I, I, don't, I guess I don't know what hurt. Tech, he's not on the injury list. Fair. Fair. I would, though, take... I really would take Cody over MBT. Oh, I wouldn't. No way. I would. No. I, I'm, I'm doing it right I, now. I, I want MBT to, yesterday. Um, uh, tell me right. your five, Tyler. I'm so interested to hear this. Bo, five. MBT four, Harris three, Jake Mayer two. Yes, yeah. Zach, Zach Clara's one. So how do you, how do you reason Jake Mayer, who has thrown twenty seven balls this year, and in the past season he started three games. Mm-hmm and had 148 attempts. How do you think Jake Mayer is the second best healthy quarterback in the CFL? Glad you asked, John. (laughs) Please tell me. (laughs) A couple of reasons. Um, He's he's the most well-rested quarterback in the CFL. (laughs) 
<laughs> and, and, and we're talking if we're talking about the healthiest quarter if we're talking about the healthy quarterbacks is he perhaps not the healthiest quarterback in the cfl as he's probably been getting his eight hours because he hasn't dealt with the stress of being a starter this is this is these are fat these are facts um i think it's how many games had work played before coming out of the season i think it started three last year okay so, yeah, but we all rated him as the last quarterback in the league. We didn't even draft him. Yeah, because you we were completely we were, changed we were, idi- we, were, we were idiots. Why can't we learn from our mistakes? <laughs> oh, please, that's not that's not how I live my life. Okay, well, that's how I'm living my life. Jake Mayer is going to be a star in the CFL. I hope that Rourke gets healthy. And, and I know I'm like want him to spurn the NFL. I, I hope he gets his shot, but I hope he comes back to the CFL. That's just the, the greedy person in me. Um, because I would like to see Jake Mayer and Nathan Rourke go at it in the Western Conference for years to come. That would be awesome. It would be awesome. It would be a great thing for the league. Um, honestly, like I, I don't think you can leave MBT off this five. Just for consistency's sake, I mean, he, I, he's not sexy, but he also doesn't make all of the tragic mistakes that other quarterbacks do. He's... He keeps the team in the game. Toronto loses close games. They also win close games. MBT is steady Eddie. He's not. He's not. That's why I put him at four. He's not not top three, but he he keeps his team in the games. That's all I'm gonna say. MBT. You know, MBT's got a high floor and a low <laughs> ceiling. It's true. It's it's a bang on. Listen, we're right about a lot of things on this pod. A, a lot. Like an incredible amount. <laughs> yeah. There's no doubt about it. There's that. a reason why no one on this pod has a sub 500. Chris. There's just no way in any world that Jake Mayer is the second best quarterback in the CFL right well, now. Well, guess what? The great thing is he has a game against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers this week to prove you wrong. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. That is a great thing. And on that note, on that definitive note, let's talk fantasy, Matt. All right, number one in fantasy, a Johnny ninety three point four. All of your players in double digits, led by Nathan Rourke, uh, right behind Ooh, you. Look, tough look going to the home stretch without Nathan Rourke. I know that's a bummer. Right behind you was me, uh, kind of all over the place. Um, I had to sub in uh, Willette and Williams for Harris and Powell. In my running back and flex uh, positions, I got 18 points out of Willette, and then my uh, leader was Eugene Lewis, uh, 86.8. So I was just behind you, which was much needed since I dropped the ball the last few weeks. Um, Tyler, uh, Trevor Harris kind of saved your week. Yeah, 70.2 off of 26 from him. And then your steady Eddie, a guy who always shows up, Dom Rimes, 18.7. And then Peter, right where... He's most comfortable he, he in the belongs. basement. Uh, Lucky Whitehead helped out. Now, you know what? I actually need to update his. Oh, did he outscore me? Was I basement boy this week? He might have been basement boy. I don't know why this is not didn't save. Hold on. He has, I have to get. It's not going to be anything crazy. It's going to be his uh, Bo Levi um, score. Oh, no. Oh. Hold tight. Oh my God! By the way, while Matt's while Matt's doing some revisions, uh, I will of course be moving in Michael O'Connor for Nathan Rourke um, on the injured. Okay. Oh, that sucks. 
Tyler, you are a basement boy. Ooh. With Bo Levi Mitchell's two points, Peter moves into third place at 70.4 over your 70.2. Oh. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, let me update the leaderboard. Uh, so the leaderboard is John. You extended your lead. Um, you're at eight fifty one point one. You didn't extend Tyler, it. St- took, I didn't extend it. I took it. Oh, took the lead. Sorry, uh, Tyler. You're at eight thirty five point six, and then I am holding on, still not gapped by a century on you, John. Seven fifty six point two. But then Peter is now further behind me, seven twenty one point three. So I really, it's all going to even out now, though, without Rourke. Uh, maybe so yeah. but well i guess burnham as well yeah that kind of lines up and then i don't know i might be i don't know like lucky and dom and burnham have been huge uh for you guys yeah. and so this could be my moment uh your mo your mo as it were this could be yeah. my mo i really i really need uh like winnipeg to play like without Oliveira and um dolan shown my lineup is just is just kind of whack um, <laughs> and also just the quarterback play i'm getting is just it's just so bad it's just so bad so bad so bad so bad yeah it feels good to be in first place there's no doubt obviously i'm trying to be champ champ um so hopefully that comes uh, to fruition you might wind up chump chump i already am before we uh sign off uh, how does everybody feel about House of the Dragon? Did not watch. Matt? Did not watch. It's awesome. So that's how I feel about it. it now, is it awesome in a nostalgic, like, kind of like... No, it's season. awesome in that it just feels like, um, feels like, you know, season two or three Thrones. Okay. So people Every are dying. Time... There's, there's orgies again? There were actual multiple orgies, yes. Every time I see Olivia Cook, I just want to go back and watch Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Have you seen this one? We, Tyler, you and I definitely have talked yes, about I, it. Yes, I've, I've seen Me and Earl. Gosh, it's so good. Did you guys see um, The Current War? Uh, it's about Tesla and no. George Westinghouse. No. Oh, my cut? goodness. Uh, the director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, same director, um, Alfonso Gomez Rejon. Uh, I, it was on Prime for a while. It nope. is available for rent, but yeah, really good. He's That's just your he's recommendation. Got a, he's got a great should, style. Should yeah. We, we, should we sign off the pod first and chat movies? No, this is sure. part of the pod. Okay. Good. I was just yeah, I was just saying. Do we have a bo- we'll, do we have a bonus question and uh, non-related to, to CF Alpha this week? Oh, good question. There is no bonus question other than entertainment recommendations. Do you have a bonus question? No, I figure I'll just tell you some, some, some stuff about Germany that I've learned. Um, one is that there are just people who just sit in the park all day and smoke cigarettes and drink beer, and I think that's beautiful. Yeah, they're uh, called Italians. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 my. Uh, this man is married to an Italian. I mean, this is me. Um, I don't know what to say after that. Um, That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, open container laws are, are awesome. Um, in that the uh, the sidewalks here, not a fan. 
of, of sidewalks in Berlin. They're just like slabs of granite or something, and it's terrible for running on. I mean, it is atrocious. Um, is it slippery? It is, which makes no sense because yeah. it rains so much here. Why would they do? I mean, it's not raining right now, but why would they do that in a place where it rains so much? It makes absolutely no sense. Let's. <laughs> we can talk about this after the pod. Let's stop <laughs> the recordings now. We will talk to you next week. Maybe Peter. Maybe Peter will be here. Maybe he won't. We'll see. And we look forward to it. Peace, boys. Peace.